It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. News Podcast presents Brett Baer's All-Star Panel. America's got to be in the lead if you want to deal with these threats. We're going to lead. The morning is over. The shiva is done. And if you're a conservative, you should be optimistic. You know, my main priority right now is making sure that it delivers for the American people. We have to make our country great again, and I will do that. I think the president gets criticized by people all the time for the stuff he says, by people who ignore what he does. Now, Fox's chief political anchor, Brett Baer. With Labor Day weekend in the rearview mirror and the fall campaigns for the midterm elections underway, new polling shows just how much of an impact the Dobbs decision on abortion may have had on voter registration. Democrats looking at strong support from independents and women voters shifting up to 20 percentage points in the Democrats' direction in recent weeks. Meanwhile, the Senate has returned from the August recess with a lot to cover before some members look to escape Washington again to campaign for re-election in their home states. The Senate is back today, the House next week. The most pressing issue is funding the government. For this and more, we bring in our panel, founding editor at the Washington Free Beacon and AEI senior fellow, Matthew Continetti. Democratic strategist and syndicated talk radio host, Leslie Marshall and Fox News White House correspondent Jackie Heinrich. Jackie, let me start with you. The president clearly on the campaign trail now, and this message of going after MAGA Republicans and the threat to democracy seems to be taking hold and really what they're running with. It does, Brett. And it's funny also because Republicans are saying that this is going to play right into their hands because it leaves no room for discussion about the issues that voters are really concerned about when you're talking about uh, crime and secure border, gas prices, inflation. Uh, they're saying that this is going to you know, help Republicans in the midterms. And then at the same time, just today, uh, Biden, the president, convened his cabinet and ahead of his cabinet meeting the labor secretary, Marty Walsh, got a question. He was a guest on MSNBC. You know, the question was posed to him. This, you know, effort from the president to make this, you know, an issue about democracy is a fundamental question in the midterms. Doesn't that take away from jobs and inflation? Isn't that what you guys should really be talking about? And Marty Walsh said, yeah, we do need to be talking about the economy and supporting businesses and creating opportunities. So there seems to be a disconnect between what the, the White House is saying, what cabinet members are saying, and then what Democrats who are running for these seats are saying. Leslie, today at the White House briefing, uh, the White House press secretary was asked about previous tweets that she uh, sent out questioning the election of not only Donald Trump in 2016, but Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia in 2018, uh, saying that those elections were stolen. She had an interchange with Peter Ducey. In 2016, oh, I knew this Trump was coming. Stole an election. Tweeted, I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. <laughs> you tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results yeah. is extreme now, yeah. Why so let's let's be really clear that that comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been I have ridiculous. been. Well, you're asking me you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was ridiculous. 
I was I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. Obviously, there is consensus that the 2020 election was not stolen in so many words. And across the board, that is what was asked the question of. But her previous tweets bring up the question of this separation that the White House is kind of going for uh, in this campaign. I don't think that her former tweets speak for the president or, or the White House, even though she is, you know, currently the press secretary. And I, and I have to say, you know, pot, meat, kettle. I, I don't care if it's my side of the aisle. If you're questioning the legitimacy, um, you know, of a race simply because somebody won the race that you don't like or they're from the opposing party, um, that that's that's not just juvenile, as we saw on January 6th, that can uh, become dangerous. But overall, uh, to Jackie's point, and when we look at what's coming up in these midterm elections, Brett, um, that is not really what's on the people's mind. Certainly it is on the core MAGA base for Donald Trump, but not really for most of the candidates that are running in these races, and certainly not for those people that are looking at candidates uh, that are my party, uh, my party on my side of the aisle. My Boston accent just came out there. You like that party uh, on my side of the aisle? Uh, the Democrats, you know, look, Americans are concerned about, you know, democracy. Uh, Americans are concerned about the economy, but not as much so. And certainly we are seeing more Americans. And I, I'm surprised at the way this has gone, Brett, more Americans concerned about abortion since the Supreme Court ruling. I thought we would have seen polls like we're seeing now right after the decision. We're seeing actually uh, you know, a growing numbers of voters, as you pointed out, women in independence as examples uh, that that seem to be motivated by that. That is true. And Matthew, it's fair to say that there has been a shift on uh, some of those specific demos, the white women, suburban voters, a lot of independents. Uh, however, if you look on Google, for example, the trends of searching indicate uh, that top, top political issues are education, inflation, taxes, crime, and abortion in that order. Uh, so I think we have a long way to go before Election Day and a lot of policy discussions before that. We do, Brett. And, uh, you know, our friend Tom Bevan from Real Clear Politics likes to say that the congressional generic ballot doesn't really um, turn predictive until after Labor Day weekend. Right now, uh, the congressional generic ballot, when you look at the averages on Real Clear Politics, is tied which means to me, says to me that this election is a jump ball right now. And I guess the question is why? Well, I think Republicans banked on the environment being so bad for Democrats that they could sail on through to uh, majorities in both the House and Senate. And indeed, the environment continues to be bad uh, for Democrats. When you ask voters about their perceptions of the economy, voters continue to think that we are in the middle of a recession. Uh, they don't like the inflation. Um, maybe gas prices have come down a little bit recently, but they're still not uh, translating that into a fulsome support for Biden. Uh, but the, the mystery is uh, voters seem to be distinguishing between their views of Biden, who they don't view uh, well, uh, to put it mildly, and views of the Democratic Party in general and specific Democratic candidates in some of these Senate races. And I call it bifurcation. That's just a, a multisyllabic word for saying that Democrats are going to be uh, or looking better right now, especially in the Senate, than they have at any point in this cycle.
All right, we're going to take a quick pause here. We'll be back after this. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And Jackie, is there a sense that the president is going to be more welcomed on the trail in this environment, to Matthew's point? Well, if there is, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, we just had over Labor Day, the president had a couple of stops in uh, Wisconsin and in Pennsylvania. And, you know, the Senate candidate in Wisconsin declined to appear alongside him. That's never good for the person at the top of the ticket. Um, you know, and then in Pennsylvania, Fetterman, only appeared at one of three events uh, that the president was at over the weekend. So that that's saying a lot. I, I think also we have to watch what the White House has been doing here with all of these, you know, MAGA, ultra MAGA, extremist, semi-fascist comments. They're getting more and more questions about what exactly the president means when he's being asked, you know, how many of the 74 million Americans who voted for Trump does he consider to be extremist? That's not great for them. And they're having to clarify it, it seems, with each new uh, statement that they're making either on Twitter or from the briefing room. It seems like the White House is trying to put Trump on the ballot here, and they're not highlighting you know, the, what they have considered to be their own achievements. So that doesn't give these Democrats who are running for re-election or election you know, a, a lot of, of desire to appear alongside them. And we're, we're seeing that sort of play out. There is a side, Leslie, that that Trump is on the ballot as the White House puts him on the ballot. And then the former president himself adds his name to the mix. I mean, obviously, the news cycle has been filled with stories of what documents were at Mar-a-Lago, the raid, the search, the special master, all of that has fallen into it. But then the former president puts on his own social media, Truth Social, that the FBI, the DOJ should reinstate him as president or overturn the 2020 election, which seems to give ammo to the Biden folks. <laughs> uh, a, a lot to unpack there. First, uh, Matthew, thank you for giving me the tingle of the day saying that Democrats look better than they have uh, in the Senate. I like that. Um, but uh, to your question, Brett, I cringed when Hillary Clinton said basket of deplorables. And I thought, oh, that's not going to help her. That's not going to help us being Democrats. Um, I felt the same way when the president made his comments, because there are extremists in both parties. There are certainly extremists uh, with MAGA. We've seen video of that on January 6th as an example. Um, but you, you want the whole pie. You don't want just pieces of the pie. And we know just from looking at polling up until comments like this, and up, in, up until uh, the documents and, and the warrant was served at Mar-a-Lago, uh, that there are people that have become apathetic toward Trump and have moved away from him. So when people say this is all very political, well, I think it's one of the dumbest political decisions if it was political, because I think it's helping the former president. I think it's helping the former president's name get out there again. I think it's you know rallying up that base. And some of those people that might have become apathetic and we're going to stay home, well, it's 
you know, put a fire under them uh, to perhaps bring them out in the midterm. So I, I wish that the president, uh, President Biden, would not speak uh, negatively and, and use terms uh, like, you know, semi-fascism uh, toward a whole group of people, that sweeping generalization, because it's not not only not accurate, it is not helpful uh, politically. And there are so many things where Democrats are winning and can win. We've seen some incredible, you know, <laughs> surprises. Uh, we've seen in Alaska and New York as example, and hopefully we'll have more surprises. But you've got to stay on the issues. You can't make Trump that issue. Democrats need to learn from history. Historically, that hasn't worked for us. And Labor Day is a start of really a full court press, Jackie, into the midterms. That's when everybody starts spending money. People start spending it, giving it attention. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I think that you're going to see more of this. You're, we've heard from the White House that the president is going to get out on the campaign trail. And we had heard that he was going to be, you know, touting the administration's achievements, trying to you know, discuss things like the Inflation Reduction Act, even the infrastructure law. We've seen, you know, recent cabinet officials t- talking about benefits to states there. But what, that's not really what the headlines are generating. We're seeing headlines that are about President Biden slamming half the country, President Biden trying to distinguish between ultra MAGA uh, people in Congress versus ultra MAGA voters. That's what the news is about, regardless of whether you know he's there for a different purpose. And what's funny also is the White House has previewed some of these stops and even said ahead of the Philly trip, I believe, that it was not going to be a, a political speech. And it was one of his most political speeches yet. So that's obviously, you know, the, the midterms driving this. Matthew, last word. Look, uh, Biden wants these midterms to be about Trump. And so does Trump. And I think it's uh, not a coincidence that as Trump has been uh, more in the news, uh, the Democrats have tightened the congressional generic ballot. They spent all year running behind the, the Republicans, sometimes by as much as five points. As I said, the congressional generic ballot is now tied. Donald Trump is a great uh, energizer of the Republican base. He knows how to mobilize those voters. The problem is he also mobilizes all the other people who are against him. And there are more of those people than there are in the Republican base. So I think that the Democrats and Biden are trying it's very hard to make this election about Trump and abortion. And to the degree that they succeed, I think they're, they're, they have the potential to overperform what many analysts were expecting this fall. All right, panel, thanks so much. Now for a bit of history. On September 6, 1901, the 25th president of the United States, William McKinley, was shot twice on the grounds of the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo, New York. At the time, Vice President Theodore Roosevelt was vacationing in Vermont and traveled to Buffalo to visit the ailing president by his hospital bedside. Just six months into his second term and eight days after being shot, President McKinley would succumb to the two gunshot wounds on September 14th, and Vice President Roosevelt was sworn in as the 26th President of the United States. That'll do it for this week. You can hear more of this series at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and a review. We want to hear from you. For Jackie, Leslie, and Matthew, I'm Brett Baer. We'll see you next time.
Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.